Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to today's issues here on the American Family Radio Network for this Tuesday, July the 20th. And we thank you, as always, for listening to American Family Radio. Well, uh, in studio with me today is Fred Jackson. Good morning. Chris Woodward. Hello. And back from his travels, at least for now, is our good friend Ray Pritchard in Kansas City, Kansas. Good morning, Hey, Ray. Tim. How you doing? Oh, we're doing great. The question is, you, you've been, where, where have you, where, where? I have been out and about for almost, almost a month now. Spent a week in Muskegon, Michigan at a Bible conference and met some AFR friends up there. And then two weeks at Word of Life in upstate New York, one week with the adults, one week with the teens and fantastic everywhere and home for two weeks. And then, uh, uh, and then off to Maine and New Jersey. Now, you usually go to Oregon, too, right? No? Yes, and I was there in the spring, and we'll be in Oregon again over the Thanksgiving holiday. Well, we're glad to have you back on the show. Yeah, it's good to be It's good to be back. And uh, any any did all the travel go well, or did you run into uh, turbulence or anything of that nature? Well, you know, uh, look, look, two things. One. And what they say about the, the airports being completely full is basically true. I mean, on the flights we took, a number of them over the last month, basically not a seat available. I mean, travel has air travels come back with a vengeance, but it, it Tim, it's awful to get on a plane and have to wear a have to wear a mask in the airport and on the plane. I'll be glad when they drop that mask mandate mm-hmm. because it's a, it's tough. But, all you yeah, to, other than that, yeah. All you need to do, Ray, is next time you book, book with some Democrats from Texas <laughs> <laughs> who are on a private plane, and yeah, uh, yeah. they don't wear masks, even though they sort of demand everybody else wear masks. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd, I'd end up with COVID all over I know, Well, I know. How many of them, Chris, how many, how many of these Democrats, state legislators from Texas who went on a, the Washington, D.C. vacation now have COVID? I've seen different numbers. It's safe to say that several. Uh, have gotten it and we've actually um, I think there was a story out earlier today on uh, whether or not they're going to stop yeah mentioning I, the number the last report we had was six uh, but they also said they're going to stop telling the public how many of them <laughs> yeah well uh, of course we hope nobody gets sick but uh, but that there is some there is some irony here that mm. uh, these folks uh you know, wanted to run away from their jobs in Texas. Why is it always Democrats doing this crazy stuff, huh? I don't know. Well, you know uh, what was funny about this, though, too? After it started coming out that some of them were diagnosed with COVID, yeah. then the story started coming from the Democrats. Well, I was three feet away from them, four feet. I was never close enough, so I don't think, you know, Vice President Kamala Harris... Uh, went over and had a schedule scheduled. That's what she said. Checkup yeah. the other day on a weekend. On a weekend, Sunday morning. Everybody goes to the doctor. Yeah, of course. These state legislator 
electors from Texas, uh, Democrats all, uh, didn't want to stay in Austin and vote uh, or fight for their position. They wanted to leave the state to deny the Republicans a quorum Mm -hmm. in order to, uh, it was an election integrity law that was going to be voted on. Democrats were going to lose on that, so they decided they would just uh, skip out of town, go to D.C. (laughs) for who knows how long, and they went mm-hmm. to D.C. on a private plane. Yeah, two and private the, planes. And the two private planes and the, and the photographs that they took, <laughs> the selfies that they took, were, were they all smiling and had their case of beer. Uh, <laughs> and and, and, they, and they're without mask. And mm-hmm. these are the people who demand everybody mm-hmm. wear a mask. And now they've come down with COVID. Uh, I would say their actions belie their criticisms of the the proposed legislation mm-hmm. because if this were Jim Crow 2.0 or if this were denying people the right to vote in the manner that they say they're protesting, uh, you wouldn't be leaving town and your uh, for your job and 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 everybody's all smiles on an airplane you packed. And you're going on a trip, and then you're meeting with everybody in D.C. Yeah, uh, there would be no smiling, there would be no thumbs up. Uh, so I just say that they're these these are juvenile <laughs> actions on the part of uh, adults. All right, so we got Dr. Frank Turek coming up in a mm-hmm. few minutes, and uh, we're going to talk to him. But we we do have a. Uh, uh, a space story today, we don't do. we, Chris? Yes, we do have a space story. Uh, Jeff Bezos, the owner of Amazon and the Washington Post, also owner of a company that's uh, called Blue Origin. Bezos went to space this morning alongside his brother and an 18-year-old from the Netherlands and an 82-year-old American aviation pioneer from Texas. So he took the, his brother and the youngest and oldest ever to fly in space today. They went up for a few minutes, came back down safely, and it's being celebrated today because it's another attempt to get private companies involved in space exploration versus we the people. Space travel, right? Through NASA, they're not yes, really sir. Being exploring anything in eleven minutes. Well, eventually they're going to get there. Elon Musk is really interested in trying to go to Mars, and so it, it, these kinds of things are baby steps. Uh, it's 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 a, similar to let's He's say he's not going to live long enough. No, to go to Mars. No, uh, but he he why is. Why would you want to go to Mars? Well. Elon Musk and other people are concerned about uh, what we're doing to this planet, and they seem to think that we need to maybe develop the capabilities to go to other planets to have somewhere to go in the event yeah. we can't live here. Uh, yeah, okay. All right, well. Um, but they did go. I uh, just say, may the force be with you. Yeah. Is, yeah. So is is the flight already over? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it's it was done. 11 minutes total. Yeah. Yep. Right? It was a, a short flight. They they, they uh, were subject to about 3G on the ascent and up to about 6G coming back down. Now, is there a pilot here? No, or, or uh, not on this one. No pilot. Uh, no pilot. It's all automated. It's all automated. These four people just sat in very comfortable chairs. Big windows. Like, Mm-hmm. Big windows. Sure. Uh, so they got a chance to see the curvature of the earth and see the darkness, uh, stars in the middle of the day. Did as they, they come say. down where they land, where they took off from? Not far away. Yeah. If, That's amazing. Very close. Yeah. 
Not That's like right. the the uh, the ocean landings like right. you guys Apollo, back where in the they splashed down in the ocean or anything no. like mm-hmm. that. No, but they didn't go. They went to so they went to the uh, what would you what is that? You got the atmosphere, the stratosphere, and then and then what is it called? I don't know. Uh, I have a BA. But anyway, communication. anyway, <laughs> they 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 right. They went uh, as we say in Mississippi, way up yonder. <laughs> right, and, uh, and, and they landed. What and Tim? How about this? There was this. There was some fella who has been unidentified. You know, they had that eighteen-year-old, mm-hmm. the, the kid, but he was a substitute, right, for somebody else, like a last-minute fill-in. The other person right. had uh, scheduling so, conflicts. Well, I want to know what kind of scheduling <laughs> conflict could you have that kept you from an eleven-minute flight that's going to go up into what? Would you get have to get a root canal done or what? <laughs> I, I yeah, <laughs> good. So you're saying he's an unidentified flying object. Yes, in a, in a roundabout way. Non-flying object. Non-fl- yeah. uh, non-flying object. Nufo. He's unidentified, Nufo. but he's non-flying. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, you know, um, these. Fa- uh, this is the second uh, billionaire to go into yes. space. Richard uh, Branson did it earlier this month. There's uh, a, a Tesla fellow. So the... What's, what's oh, name? oh, yeah, uh, Elon, Elon Musk. Musk. Elon he Musk. has not gone up yet, but he does own SpaceX, which is the rocket that we used last year during the COVID lockdowns to send some Americans up into space. Yeah. There's a collaboration there between his company and NASA. Yeah. This is the uh, difference between a multi-billionaire and somebody like myself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? His, my idea of a, of a, of a fun afternoon is going to the golf course. Yeah. Uh, these guys' idea of a fun afternoon is going into space. Yeah. I spent 32 right. hours going out to California. Ray rides his month. bike. Uh, or I go to Chick-fil-A for a peach <laughs> milkshake, right? That's Ray's idea. <laughs> Jeff Bezos says, I believe I'll, go, I'll build me a spaceship to go into He, sh- he could have saved his can, company hey, a lot of can, time by just dropping packages, though, you, you know, <laughs> from space. That's a good one, Chris. Thank you. Hey, Fred, can this uh, – can this uh, – uh, spaceship uh, or rocket can it be used again yeah this uh in fact they practiced 15 times without oh, anybody okay. in it okay so they were pretty confident that this gotcha. whole thing was going to work so gotcha it was exciting and by the way the reason bezos selected today july 20th yes it is the 52nd anniversary of the apollo 11 landing on the moon so he picked this date Deliberately. Mm-hmm. You can you. read more about this at onenewsnow.com. There you go. Shameless One, plug. Onenewsnow.com. Check it out, onenewsnow.com. Tim, with Fred and Chris and Ray, and we thank you for listening. Uh, we are now joined by our good friend, Dr. Frank Turek from North Carolina. And uh, Frank is the Host of Cross Examined, heard Saturdays here on AFR 9 a.m. Central Time and Sunday afternoons at 4 p.m. Central Time. Good morning to you, Frank. Good morning, gentlemen. So, Tim, golf rather than space ride on Sunday. That's what you're space. saying. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm, I was going on what I could afford. <laughs> <laughs> I would like. Hey, I would like to go into space. Uh, you know, uh, some people say I do already. Uh, but, mm-hmm. uh, I, that, I, that would be, but I wouldn't, well, maybe if I had that much money, I might do something like that, but you know what I, that would be interesting to go into, you, you, you're a pilot. You would like to do that, right? Well, yeah, but just for the novelty of it, what are we going to do up there? I mean, it's amazing. These guys think we're going to colonize Mars. I mean, really? <laughs> I know that's ridiculous. Come on, Come on man. Ele- but 11 minutes 
I, I don't know. They got out of their seats for three or four minutes when they got mm-hmm. up there, zero yeah. gravity, and they floated around. Yeah. It was just $2 million, Tim. That's all. Okay. I just would say. Oh, it had to be more than that, Fred. $2 Two million? $2 million each. You mean? Yeah, Bezos had enough to underwrite the rest of it. Oh, okay. That's what I'm saying. It costs more than that to do that. Yeah. Fra- yeah. You almost sound like you were disappointed you didn't know that, Frank, that you you know, you had the money in the bank. You would have gone <laughs> That's through. right. Like, oh, gee, it's only $2 million? Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. How much is that a minute? Uh-huh. <laughs> Somebody did the math on that this morning. It was like. I don't know. Crazy. You have the world. faith to be an atheist in space. <laughs> oh. It could um, be your sequel. Uh, Literally, this is above my pay grade. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, Frank, uh, question for you uh, today. We're going to we're, we're going to have Frank on, and in the coming weeks, he's going to answer a, a question a week related to Scripture and the Bible and God. So, pay attention closely. Uh, I for, am. The first question, and then I want to tell you. I want, I want you to tell folks where they can find this in book form. But mm-hmm. uh, let's go with the uh, question for today, and that is, does truth exist, Frank? Yeah, yes, uh, yes. The, the reason we're doing this is because you can show that Christianity is true by just asking and answering four questions. Does truth exist? Does God exist? Are miracles possible? And did Jesus rise from the dead? Because if the answer to those four questions is yes, then Christianity is true. So the first question, does truth exist, you didn't have to ask this question 40, 50 years ago. I mean, everyone was like, of course truth exists. But today, people claiming there's no truth, you got your truth, I got my truth, right? All truth is relative. You hear these claims all the time. And the easiest way to point out that people claiming that there is no truth are wrong is to simply ask them when they say there is no truth, ask them, is that true? Is it true there's no truth? Because the claim there is no truth claims to be true, yet at the same time claims there is no truth. It's like saying I can't speak a word in English. It's a self-defeating statement. And so are so many of the other statements we hear in our culture. We hear people say, you know, all truth is relative. So you simply ask them the question, is that a relative truth? And of course, it claims to be absolute or claims to be I can give you intellectual constipation if you think about it long enough. It's It's yeah. a self-defeating You know, we've statement. never used that terminology here. <laughs> yeah, we haven't. Well, that's a first, kind of like going into space for us. Really. That's right. But, uh, yeah, continue In on. In other words, these, these people do exactly what they say can't be done. Mm-hmm. They say there's no truth, and then they, they claim it's true there's no truth. They claim you ought not judge, and they're judging you for judging, right? Um, it, 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 it's so important to be able to use what we call the law of non-contradiction on people when they claim uh, that all truth is relative or there is no truth or you can't know truth or or there are no absolutes. All these claims are self-defeating. Ray? Frank, what, what do we say to the person who says, okay, I believe there is truth, but we can't really know it? Or the idea, we're, we're living in a cafeteria with all these different truth claims. How do we figure out which one is right? Yeah, well, when they say that, um, how did you put it first? Ray, they said, I believe in truth, but you can't know it. Well, I would yeah, ask them. Like, yeah, some, which, which is a pretty yeah. common. That yeah. Yes, there is truth, but I don't think I can know it, neither can you. 
Well, how do you know you can't know it? <laughs> I mean, why you're you're just that, that's that's still a self-defeating statement. But there's a kernel of truth in it in the sense that they're saying, well, how do I figure out what really is true about reality? Is there a God or not? It, did Jesus rise from the dead or not? What is the true worldview? Is atheism true? Is Christianity true? Is Islam true? Is Buddhism true? Is some other ism true? And I think the way you do that, that's what we call in philosophy epistemological question. How do you know what you know? And actually, the way we know what we know is we start with the, with the self-evident laws of logic that uh, say, for example, opposite ideas cannot be both true at the same time and in the same sense. For example, uh, God can't exist and not exist at the same time and in the same sense, right? Either he exists or he doesn't, but not both. And then you use your sense, your senses to get data about the real world and draw conclusions about the real world by that sense data and using the laws of logic to reason to conclusions. That's what we do. That's what, that's what, we, that's what scientists do, right? They try and figure out uh, through their senses what really is true about reality out there. So it's, it's, it's not any different than an atheist would use to try and discover what truth is, but we just use our senses. And if we use our senses... We can figure out that that uh, God exists. That I mean, we're going to cover that in the, the the next week. We come back. What what evidence do we have that God exists? So, using our senses and using the laws of of logic, we can discover what truth is and, and what is true. Frank, doesn't uh, time play into this? Uh, that with time, we can determine what is true. Uh, for example, uh, two thousand years ago, they didn't know much about gravity. We right. know a whole lot about gravity today. Right, uh, and we apply that just talking about the the space mission this morning. Uh, so there's time has a way of giving us uh, an element to get to that point where we say that is true. Yes, and I think that's what well, the natural sciences help us do. They help us discover rather than determine. They help us discover what what truth is, what gravity is, what mm-hmm. uh, what the laws of nature are, and how they interact. Uh, so yes, and 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 where we are right now, Fred, is as as you well know, is we're the benefits of accumulated knowledge. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a time in history. I don't know when it was. Maybe fifteen hundred years ago, when people said you could know everything that was known at the time. Now you can't. There's no way you can do it because so much accumulated knowledge has occurred over the past couple millennia that we go. No, there's no one person that can know everything. Um. So you know, you know this is this is uh, especially true. Except Al Gore, I'm sorry, Al Gore. Yeah. Duly noted. About him. Yeah, duly noted. Uh, when it comes to morality, mm-hmm. uh, you're talking about can you know truth or does truth exist? I guess is the is the question. Mm-hmm. And this is this is argued uh, in our country and other places. You know, when it comes to uh, Morality, because morality, by that I mean what is uh, right and wrong. And the Christian would, who believes in the Scripture would say, well, the Bible tells us what's right mm-hmm. and what's wrong, and the Bible is the, the, the will of God. Mm-hmm. And we can talk about that next week or whenever the next time you can be with us, evidence that God exists. But so that... that at least you mentioned logic and reason. That at least uh, is is makes sense logically. To if, if now someone may say, "Well, I don't believe in in the Bible, and I don't believe in your God, uh, Jehovah, or 
but so therefore I don't believe, but, but at least they would have to consent. Uh, it seems to me, um, Frank, that what we're arguing does at least follow, right? Yes, and when it comes to morality, you can know morality in, in, in two ways, I think. One is you know it by intuition, uh, and this is what both natural law says and the Bible says. For example, the Bible says the Gentiles don't have the law of the law written on their hearts. Paul says this in Romans chapter 2. In other words, you don't need the Scriptures themselves to know basic right and wrong. God has written it on our hearts. And then you can also know it through the Scriptures as well. And the question then begs itself, well, how do you know the Scriptures are true? Well, you go through these questions that I mentioned at the top of our segment here. Does truth exist? Does God exist? Are miracles possible? And did Jesus rise from the dead? Because if Jesus rose from the dead, then whatever he teaches is true. Uh, Jesus taught the Old Testament is the word of God, and he promised the New Testament. Because, look, I just have a personal policy. If somebody rises from the dead, I just trust whatever the guy says, right? <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. so um, you can know morality in two ways. Here's, here's the problem with the atheist. And C.S. Lewis, as you know, Tim, has pointed this out so well in Mere Christianity— the atheist who says, well, I don't believe in God, but the, uh, in the very next breath will say something like, hey, you can't steal that from me. That's wrong. Well, wait, what, 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 what? If there's no God, there's nothing right or wrong. Everything's just a matter of opinion, right? It's just right. your opinion against, say, Hitler's opinion or your opinion against the thief's opinion. If there's no standard of goodness or righteousness, a standard that we're all obligated to obey that's beyond human beings, you can't say that one particular behavior is right or another particular behavior is wrong. That would be just your opinion. And so the second the atheist says that he doesn't believe in God, and then in the next second he says certain things are right and certain things are wrong, and we've got to fight for social justice and this and that and the other thing, he's, he's betraying his own belief system. He has to steal from God a standard of goodness while at the same time he's saying there is no God. That's why I wrote this, this book called Stealing from God, Why Atheists Need God to Make Their Case. Yeah, you know, if if you were to take one of the books uh, that atheists uh, write, well-known atheists, uh, maybe best-selling books, and you were to plagiarize from it, uh, (laughs) I would think probably that atheist would say that's wrong. They would Mm -hmm. make a moral judgment that stealing is wrong, and therefore Mm -hmm. you must must cease doing that and pay me for the money you've made off your plagiarism. that would fit along the lines of what you're talking about here, right? Exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah. In other words, right. we don't always know right and wrong by our actions, but we know right and wrong best by our reactions. You know, I might th- I may not think stealing is wrong when I steal from you, but what do I say the second you steal from me? Hey, wait a minute. That's wrong. <laughs> right. Well, it, it and, and, and so that begs so, so right. that begs the question mm-hmm. uh, to the atheist or the, to the person who says what Fred says earlier or what Ray referred to that uh, they would say you can't know what truth is that 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 begs the question well i, I would say uh it's, you 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 the atheist uh, have objected to theft mm-hmm. you've That's objected right. to stealing and i would say <laughs> god forbids that that's a mm-hmm. sin the atheist would say And I would ask 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 the atheists, as Frank has done on his debates with many of them, how I'm citing God and the Bible as where I get this from. The the stealing is wrong, and you would say, what do they say to that, Frank? Oh, they would try and say they would confuse 
how we know it's wrong with why it's wrong. They will say, well, I know it's wrong and I don't believe in God. I can be a good person without God. Yeah, you can, but there would be no good to know unless there was a God. You know, it, it, it's similar to say I can read a book and deny there's an author. Yeah, sure you can read a book and deny anyone wrote it. You, ju- you just would have no book to read unless there was an author. With, with reason and logic, that is checkmate. Mm-hmm. They can oh, yeah. deny that it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is where the, uh, the atheist, uh, they, they squirm. They, 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 yeah, they don't address it head on, unfortunately. They Most don't. Most of them don't. Anyway. Even though they, many of them are brilliant. That's right. Intellectually. Because God made them that way. Academically. <laughs> All right, Frank, uh, what's your website? Crossexamined.org. See you Saturday okay. here at 10 Eastern, 9 Central. Next time on Today's Issues, our guest will be Abraham Hamilton III. It's very easy to allow the cares of life to get in the way. I want to simply encourage you uh, to court your wife, brothers. Let her know. Let her know that you are still pursuing her. We'll also have news headlines and analysis from American Family News. Don't miss the next Today's Issues, weekday mornings at 11 Eastern, 10 Central on American Family Radio. What would it be like if every person knew that they were created in the image of God? After two years in the making, American Family Studios proudly presents In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality. There are only two sexes, male or female. If you're conceived with a Y chromosome, you will develop into a male. In His Image is a documentary featuring life-changing testimonies of former LGBT individuals. In my most formative years of development of sexuality, I went through a brutal time of uh, sexual distortion, molestation. Visit InHisImage.movie to watch In His Image. Well, everybody, welcome to this unboxing video as we unbox my hormone blockers. In His Image from American Family Studios is available now for free viewing. Visit InHisImage.movie. You're made in the image of God. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes with news and commentary next. No matter your career goals, you want to find a university that provides excellent academics and state-of-the-art facilities at a price you can afford. At Liberty University, they believe a quality Christian education should be available to everyone. That's why they've frozen their tuition rates through the 2021-2022 academic year and offer multiple scholarships, like the Middle America Scholarship, to bring that price point even lower. Learn more by texting STARNS to the number 49596. Fox News Channel is the latest to jump on the China virus vaccine bandwagon, taking a hard left turn. After weeks of bullying by the Biden administration and the mainstream media, Fox and Friends, along with Hannity, now urging Americans to get poked in the behind. That is their right to do, of course, but I'm not sure that's going to change many minds. And it has nothing to do with anti-vaxxers. People have legitimate concerns about the vaccine and its side effects, not to mention the government's heavy-handed approach. Congressman Andy Harris of Maryland tells me the university ordered a student to ignore his doctor's orders and get the vaccine. Otherwise, he could not return to class. Look, here's the deal, folks. If you have a health issue, consult with your doctor, not the government or Fox News. My brand new book, now the number one inspirational book in America. You can order a copy of our Daily Biscuit at your favorite bookstore or online at toddstarns.com. We give thanks to God always for all of you, constantly mentioning you in our prayers. 
remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Thessalonians 1, 3. American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of Today's Issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of Today's Issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Today's Issues. Uh, Today's Issues is the name of this show here on American Family Radio. We hope you're having a great day. Tim here with Fred and Chris and Ray. Uh, Ray, I want to ask you, um, do you think most people who are not Christians in America, uh, I know I'm asking you this on the fly, we have other religious groups uh, like uh, Muslims who right. who believe in the Quran, mm-hmm. whereas Christians believe in the Bible. You have Jews who believe in what the Torah or right. The, right. Okay. what we call the Old Testament. The Old yeah. Testament, which is beyond the Torah, right? Right. Uh, the Torah. The Torah is the first. Pentateuch. Typically, the first Pentateuch. five books. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we have that. Those those are in the vast minority in the United States. And then how would you categorize, I'm, I'm not asking you to cite studies, although you've probably read them, where the rest of America, you have some Hindus, I guess, uh, but uh, would you say most other people would fall into the uh, agnostic rather than the atheist? Or how would you, what, how do you see that? L- l- let me answer that this way, because my wife and I have been talking about this, this very point, Tim, and we, we are doing it. In the, in the context of about a year, year and a half now, pandemic, everybody's done a lot of TV watching, right? Whether it's Netflix or Hulu and whatever the show is. And here's an insight that I don't think I would have had before the pandemic. That if you, if you just ask what's coming out of Hollywood these days, uh, it's not so much anti-religious, though the anti-religious stuff is there. What you have is all these, including even in the sitcoms, you you have life is going on and there's never a reference to religion at all. Mm-hmm. It's almost as if it doesn't exist at all. The, if there's, they don't even care. I mean, most of the writers evidently don't even care enough about it to even attack it. It's as if that's an irrelevant part of life. And I think to a great extent that that reflects where a lot of Americans are today. They're not Catholic. They're not Protestant. They're not atheist. They haven't thought through things the way Frank was talking about. It just doesn't even show. Religion, just in that broad sense, Tim, doesn't even show up on the radar of a lot of contemporary Americans. It just doesn't even matter. So what is that? Is that agnosticism? My guess is most Americans haven't even thought about it enough to, to say what they are. It just doesn't figure in. You know, it's interesting. As you were talking, I was trying to remember a TV program where God was mentioned, and I watched some reruns of Reba from time to right. time, right. and uh, it was pleasant to see in a recent episode where they bowed their heads to say grace before a meal. 
And I thought to myself, when is the last time I saw that on any television program? And where they're not making a joke of it. And where they're not making a joke of it was quite serious. And that actually- was that was so shocking, Fred. Remember Duck Dynasty when, when we were getting yes. yeah, and and they would have the end of a lot of those Duck Dynasty episodes. They'd have you know the Robertson well, clan, and they would bow their heads and pray. And you're going, I've never actually seen that on any kind of program. I'll yeah. tell you a very popular TV show that does acknowledge God, and and that is uh, Blue Bloods. Yes, I was about to say that. They say grace on there. Uh, yeah, well, they, more than that, yes, they do. But mm-hmm. uh, my wife and I have watched the, that show for years. Uh, you can record it now. And I'm not endorsing each and every episode. Mm-hmm. Don't misunderstand me. Sometimes they'll have some bad language on there. But by and large, they treat the Christian faith, uh, the Reagan family, mm-hmm. uh, led by led by, uh, that's the that, that's the family's name mm-hmm. in the show. Tom Selleck is the uh, lead actor mm-hmm. there. He's the commi- police commissioner of, of New York City. Uh, but they regularly acknowledge the Christian God. Now, they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're Catholics, mm-hmm. uh, and they, they have, uh, they talk about Christianity, and they talk about, uh, 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 they have prayer at their family gathering, at their family meal. And it's a, uh, so it's a, that is one show that's, uh, that, 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 that is, is a very popular show that, uh, that does acknowledge yeah. God, but, they, but it's rare. It's it rare is. because I, I think most of the writers, creators of programs in Hollywood, they, they either are offended by Christianity themselves, or they reason that if we put something like that in a program, we're going to turn off a bunch of viewers or we're going to offend a bunch of viewers because we're living in that environment today right. where, you know, there's, a, you know, you can put, uh, there are programs, there's programs in Canada now I know uh, that feature uh, Muslim families and networks do that without apology, but it's almost, can we put this in here because it kind of reflects biblical values that might offend somebody. I think we're at that stage and in well, fact, I, I, I even dare, more I, so. I, I, yeah, I dare say the most writers, producers in Hollywood even know any Christians. Yep, yep. Uh, uh, st- surveys yep. and studies have been done. Right. They don't even know yeah. any. The, to them, evangelicals are like monkeys out there. Yeah, they're they're out there in America somewhere, and mm-hmm. we can go observe them. But uh, you know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. so foreign. Yep. To their uh, to their world that they their their circle. And the of, proof is, whenever they do write an evangelical in, either yeah. they do it to make fun of us. Yes. Right. Or they just make us look weird because they don't know how to. They they don't even know how, they they think we're monkeys, right? Yeah. They they don't get they don't get anything about us, and right. so Hollywood has maybe I, is Hollywood leading the trend? Yes, they are, but they're also following the reality that you know you see these Gallup polls that say the fastest growing group in America are the quote nuns, that is who just say people mm-hmm. just say don't have any particular religious affiliation. At all, which is a huge change from what twenty or thirty years ago. Yeah, Hollywood and the broader pop culture, and this would include the liberal mainstream media. Although mainstream, that word's now with CNN rating going in the tank. I don't know what you call mainstream anymore, really. But I'm talking about the liberal uh, media, mm-hmm. and uh, all those people. They have caricatures of people like us, uh, and we're. Like the old Elmer Gantry, 
and we're we're fire and brimstone and hell and condemnation and uh hypocrites hate hate gays and Mm. uh hate muslims and Mm -hmm. uh hate people that aren't like us i mean that's 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 the way they perceive us and that's the way they um so that's the way they talk about us Mm -hmm. uh talk about evangelical christians Mm -hmm. that's those things aren't true uh they're but that's their perception and they don't even know any evangelicals hardly at all mm-hmm. so that's the reason that, that they 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 uh, now they wouldn't do that to any other group no nope. okay they wouldn't right. they would they wouldn't uh misrepresent any other group mm-hmm. because they would be sensitive to those people because they are a minority but you take the uh, evangelical Christians in America, that would include conservative Catholics in the way that these people, they, they hate mm-hmm. conservative Catholics too. That And that is, uh, they don't have any problem maligning us because we're fair game because mm-hmm. we're the problem with uh, with progressing in the world. So mm-hmm. you're listening to today's, uh, to the program Today's Issues on American Family Radio which is really what I've just described here and what we've been talking about. I guess you might call it soft persecution uh, as opposed to, you know, we're not beat with whips, uh, uh, you know, or put in prison yet for our faith. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they're, they're, if, if these people have their way, one day that will be the case. And there are cases like Baronel Stutzman, the yeah. Christian florist. Losing our legal rights. Yes. That's underway, right? That's un- and having to fight mm-hmm. for them. Yes. Um, all right. You're listening to today's issue. Go ahead, Chris. Well, I know some people are done with hearing about this, but this is a program called Today's Issues. What are we done with, Chris? And this <laughs> isn't well, with the topic Go ahead. that I'm about Go to Go ahead. Share. Tell us. This is a, a program called Today's Issues, uh-huh. and this is an issue going on today. All right. The American Academy of Pediatrics, which is a liberal medical outfit, they've endorsed and embraced all kinds of uh, liberal things. In what what is it called? The American Academy of Pediatrics. They said yesterday that uh, students and staff over the age of two need to wear masks this fall in school, regardless of their vaccination status. And as a result, a lot of people are speaking out against this. I do have some sound here uh, that I can work in. Let's begin with this one, uh, Brent. Let's do uh, Twyla Brace here. Twyla is a registered nurse and president of a group called Citizens Council for Health Freedom. She was talking to us at AFN about this recommendation or guidance yesterday, clip one. The American Academy of Pediatrics has had some controversial pronouncements or recommendations And in this case, I have to say that children are very unlikely to get COVID-19 in any way that is severe. And so the idea that everyone over the age of two has to wear masks, regardless of their vaccination status, doesn't make any sense at all. You have to wonder, are they really looking at the data, or is this just part of the campaign to get everybody vaccinated and they will punish the children essentially because people have chosen that they do not want the vaccine. Now, this flies in the face of something this administration, that being Joe Biden, President Joe Biden, Dr. Anthony Fauci, Jen Psaki, and other people I could go on to mention, 
you know, they told us just a couple of months ago that if we would all get vaccinated, we could do whatever we want. You didn't have to wear masks. Now, Dr. Fauci is saying it's reasonable. It's reasonable to you know, make you, a kid wear a mask. And students, any, man, or staff. any man that thinks it's reasonable for a two or three year old to wear a face mask needs to have his license revoked uh, for common sense. Because uh, that ain't happening. Yeah. To borrow, huh? yeah. Well, I, there, listen, regardless of the science of it, and we could argue about mm-hmm. that and talk about that, uh, two-year-old and three-year-olds are not going to keep a mask on. They're, they're just not going to keep a mask Texas on. Texas Democrats won't put one so on. So I don't either. even know why we're talking about this. Yeah. Uh, but, I, but I do why think... The, why the American... What do you, what's the name of the organization? American Academy of Pediatrics. Go ahead. But I, right. I, I do Fred. think... Uh, we are entering what's been called the new normal in this country. Uh, There's another headline this morning from the CDC. Delta variant accounts for 83% of U.S. cases. Right. So we're going to go in through cycles, I believe, because next year there'll be a Delta or a Charlie variant or whatever. We're going to have this all the time. But I, I I think what's going to happen... We are not going to go through 2020 again, where basically everybody in society just bowed the knee to the medical experts. There's no appetite for that. No, no. we're no. not going back there again. But the scare tactics are here to stay. Yeah. Just be get used to this. But now, if you applied, not to revisit 2020 politics here, but I'm going to anyway, right, for just a moment. We all know if President Trump was in the office right now, these same all these, you would have the death count on CNN, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You would have all these pundits. They would be saying, "We need, see, we need to lock down. Yep. We need to protect America. This president doesn't care about human life." Biden's in now, right? And nobody's talking about <laughs> lockdowns anymore. Anyway. Right. Right. Just put look, it. Look, Fauci should be sentenced to spend a weekend with, with. <laughs> Uh, let's say a dozen very unhappy masked three-year-olds for just one evening. I would pay for that reality show. I would too. Uh, He'd change his mind really fast. Get me out of here. (laughs) That's funny. Oh, my goodness gracious. Okay, so the the American Academy for Pediatrics. Yes. That's a very prestigious. uh, It's been around for a very long time. Uh, a lot of people do still hold them in a high regard because they are the American Academy of Pediatrics. Just to give you an idea of some of the other things they have embraced in recent years, they're totally in favor of uh, sexual orientation and gender identity amongst young people in schools. They want schools to just get over it and uh, almost realize all, that kids Almost are, all these professional organizations have been taken over by the far left. Yes. And so... Anyway, so well, yeah. I, I think it's it, it, this falls in the, as Paul Harvey would say, for the what it's worth department. Yeah. Well, for what it's worth, I do want to mention this. The media is totally on the side of the AAP. That's the initials for the really? organization. Yes. I'll give you an example. AL.com, which is the big uh, news outlet in the state of Alabama that um, basically oversees a lot of uh, different news outlets there. Uh, they had a headline yesterday, and this is uh, what it says. Alabama Governor Kay Ivey says no to masks in schools despite pediatric groups' new recommendations. Mm-hmm. Clearly, you well, gave your her. opinion on good that story. Number mm-hmm. one, it's a stupid headline because you right. just gave away the entire story right. in a headline. But number two, you're clearly making an editorial decision there 
by how you worded the headline. You could have just said, governor says no to masks in schools. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. Next story. Well, uh, let's do this. Uh, we have seen a lot of people, and we've talked a lot about people in uh, recent months on this program that are not happy with America. They say America is racist or uh, we are oppressors and we're unfair the, the to all kinds of people. It's the perpetually offended. Yes. And it's it's the whining bunch. Right. And oftentimes it's some person that grew up in a middle or upper income household, yeah. probably on a cul-de-sac somewhere where mom or dad makes a lot of money. And I'm not faulting anybody making a lot of money, but oftentimes it's a spoiled person complaining about how awful America is. Uh, and from time to time, we do have audio bites uh, from immigrants, people that were born in other parts of the world that came here to escape socialism or whatever it might have been. One example is Russian-born U.S. citizen Carol Markowitz. I've interviewed her myself for American Family News. But Carol was on Fox & Friends today saying that she and other immigrants love America and people, especially young people in this country, need to embrace and celebrate America. Clip five. I just think they don't know. I think that they really don't understand what's out there. I think they're very insular and they don't get that there's a big world out there. And America, for all of the things that we might have done wrong in our history, we're nowhere near, you know, the other countries and, and the, the crimes that they committed. It's just you have to look at history in more than just a myopic, very America-centric way. And Look, America, again, is not is imperfect. We have, we're going through a lot of things. We're going through a lot of things right now. But I, I believe in us. I think that we have a really strong foundation, that we're really, you know, a, a beacon to people all around the world who want to be free. There's a reason they right. wave those American flags. We are that hope for those people. Now, one specific reason that Carol was on Fox and Friends talking about this, she wrote a column that was published in New York Post about this very topic. But also, today is the anniversary of the day her parents and her moved to the U.S., uh, to become U.S. citizens to escape Russia, which at that time was a, you know, it was part of the USSR. Moment of silence. Continue on, Chris. Next story. I don't think uh, we just agree with you. Okay. Chris. All right. We're well, good. We're I'm rolling. Right, right, I made it, Mom. Ray, Fred, and Tim are just nodding their heads. Right. Uh, so we, we agree, agree with what she said right there. All right. That's another right. Person, thing we can add. <laughs> another person that uh, we feature uh, on this program frequently is Dr. Carol Swain, and she was on Fox and Friends first today uh, talking about the issue of uh, critical race theory. Again, this is the theory that uh, – People, particularly white folks or oppressors and everybody else is oppressed because white folks wanted to dominate them and I could go on and on. Uh, but Dr. Carol Swain, who is an African-American, uh, has long been a critic of critical race theory, particularly the uh, lesson plans that are being pushed on kids by schools and governments. And Dr. Carol Swain talked a little bit about this on Fox and Friends, clip six. They are indoctrinating our students with false ideas and the critical race theory, the Marxism, the embrace of communism that we see among black leaders, that is going unchallenged. That is unacceptable. And I think we all need to stand up and call it what it is. It's, it's racism. Yeah. It is a racism among progressive whites that allows this to take place. You know, uh, I have so much respect for Dr. Swain. She has a story similar to Dr. Ben Carson mm -hmm. in the environment she grew up in, uh, big household, single mom, what we used to say dirt poor. She would agree she was dirt poor, but she got educated. Uh, she's a Ph.D. She was a professor at Vanderbilt University. Uh, she is a brilliant, brilliant lady. 
she and and the reason she feels the way she does is that and she rejects this idea if you're born a black person you're automatically oppressed i heard an interview with dr carson this morning he said he just came to the point where he says the individual is going to determine their their fate now we know our fate is in god's hands ultimately i'm not Mm -hmm. saying that but the individual has the power to make a change in their lives hard work like dr swain like dr carson hard work moving forward and appreciating the fact that in america you can practice this hard work you can you can move forward you can make something of yourself you don't have to let poverty keep you down and uh that's that's the message from dr swain that is why she speaks out dr carson does too so strongly against critical race theory which says if you're born with black skin or brown skin you're automatically oppressed and the government has to do something for you in order for you to get ahead look this critical race theory stuff that Fred is talking about and Dr. Swain's talking about, it's poison and it is spreading across America. You know, this, this CRT, Fred, it creates a professional permanent victim class, yes. right? Where yes. if depending on where you're born and the color of your skin, you're in the oppressed minority and you can never get out. And it does nothing but divide people and create resentment. It doesn't produce any solutions at all. And though this is a topic for another day, uh, Fred, we've talked about how this is spreading in universities and schools. And now I think it's coming to a church near you uh, sooner rather than later. The stories are the stories of how CRT has, has uh, crept into the evangelical movement. They are pretty troubling. So, Folks, we need to wake up. This is a major threat in our nation. You know, Steve uh, Jordahl, I'm not sure if he's going to bring this in in the next half hour, but he played uh, a video for us this morning in our story meeting in the newsroom. I believe it, it, it was a white mom saying that she wants her little girl to feel guilty about being white. She says it's important for her little girl to feel guilty about being white because that will help her to understand that she's an oppressor and that she can change her life once she realizes sick. she's an oppressor. Where did you it, hear this? This Steve, yeah. uh, Steve will probably tell us. Uh, uh, we're going to do a story on this, but I was so disturbed that this adult, this mom, would be proud of the fact that she is teaching her mm-hmm. little girl to be uh, feel guilty about being born white. It is it is the sickest thing. I have it here, but we're coming up on the break, so I'll leave it to uh, Steve to uh, bring in that sound. Mm-hmm. So stick to, stick with us, folks. Yes, it, but it goes to exactly to what the critical race theory Doctor Swain was talking about, and what yeah. Ray is talking about. I and tell we, you what, though, a lot of a lot of communities, a lot of states are objecting to this critical race theory being taught. Yeah, I mean, even people in uh, blue states yes. are, are starting to wake up and realize this is. What 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 this uh, and we'll do another show with maybe Mickey Addison and and uh, Abe Hamilton or others about this to uh, so that you understand what critical race theory mm-hmm. is completely, but it is as Ray described it earlier and it's what Fred's talking about. Basically, white people are devils. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I if I could stop 
synopsize it in a uh, one sentence. That would yeah. be how, how it is, and it's meant to divide our country. Yes, and more than that, it's another uh, axe to the base of the American tree. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. They're wanting to cut down the American tree by de- delegitimizing our founding and our founding fathers and America, uh, you know, as a country. And so if you can delegitimize it completely and absolutely and you demonize white people, then you what they want to do is change America into a communist country, a Marxist country. Yeah. That's the ultimate objective of people who are behind critical race theory. Yeah. Now, they would say, no, that's not. Well, I don't know. Some of them would say, yeah, that's where we want to go. Marxism is good. You see the people praising the Cuban dictatorship mm-hmm. right now on the left saying, you know, uh, even as Cubans try to flee and as uh, Cubans in Florida who have family members uh, been under the uh, communistic rule in Cuba say that these people yearn for freedom and liberty and human rights, and the left goes, no, they just want more vaccines. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, but but my back, I'm getting diverted just a little bit. But what they would like to do is, 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 is destroy America as we know it and replace it with a uh, Marxist communist country. That's, that's where the government, right. that's what they want to do. You know, the author of the 1619 project, yeah. uh, which is attempting to rewrite the history of this country. She said something the other day. I don't have the quote in front of me, but she was, she was saying, you know, Cuba, Cuba is a pretty good country. Uh, you know, they've got this socialized medicine going mm-hmm. there. And, uh, oh, she said that publicly. That's what I'm talking about. It's crazy. Yeah. They admire communist countries. She said it was the most equal Western country. Yeah. Can you imagine? Tell that to the people of Cuba I know. who want to get out of there. And she just got tenure. Yes. At, what? uh, was it Drake? Uh, no, Howard. Yeah. Howard, Howard University. All right. Um, so we shall return in uh, a few minutes with Steve Jordahl, who's in the green room there. Chris, thank you. On behalf of Ray and Fred and myself, Brent, we just want to thank you for your hour of professionalism here. You're welcome. I'm going to go to space. I'm Brie. <laughs> how, how come you only got to three stories, Chris? Well, <laughs> he wants to say it, but uh, uh, the little balloon out from his head says because Tim talks so much. That's why. But he wants well, to say it because he likes to talk. We'll be back in five minutes. <laughs> The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.